There's no business like show business, like no business I know. From the beautifully restored Brownwood Lyric Theater and revitalized downtown Brownwood, it's Waxing Lyrically. Anything you could do, I could do better. Ha! I can do anything better. The podcast than devoted you. to no, you and hosted yes, by our own Lyric Theater players. No, now, here's your host for tonight's installment, Karen Myers. Welcome to Waxing Lyrically, Episode 7. We have made it here already. I am your host today, Kieran Myers, and I am so excited to get to interview Jennifer Reeves. Jennifer, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey, Karen. Thanks for having me. Okay, so what I do now, my day job... Oh yeah, day job. What are your, yeah, what's your day job? What pays okay, the bills? Okay, so my day job that I love, I have many day jobs. One is being a mom. You know, we share yes. that in common. That's a wonderful thing. I feel like that's day and night and all the time, right? Oh, yeah. And then I am so lucky to be the high school choir director at Brownwood and starting my third year at the high school here in Brownwood. I never thought I would be at the high school level. I actually started right out of college teaching pre-K through fifth grade music at Austin. So oh, it was fun. like, you know, that campus was huge because it was Austin. So forever, I was always elementary, and then when we came to Brownwood years ago, then I had the fifth and sixth grade position, which I loved. And it's funny how I feel like I just keep moving up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I never thought. And uh, anyway, so far, this is my favorite. I really, I really love the high school and great kids, and it's just so fun getting to hear their voices, making beautiful yeah. music, and so. Anyway, that's. Well, I have had the privilege of knowing you since 2005 yes. when I was in college and you were working at Howard yes. Payne. And so our friendship has been there throughout the years. Yes. And I've always admired your work on the lyric stage. You have a phenomenal voice and just the ability to become any character that you're assigned. It's really awesome. That's fun. And so then we get to reconnect a few years ago when our daughters were both in the same dance class. Yes, that's always fun. Yeah. See, and I remember you. I love it as a college student. So I love admiring all like your... Your time period, like I can name many during your time period. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, that was I was not too far out of college, but we'd gotten my husband and I got married in '02, and then his job took us way west Texas, and then we ended up coming back to Central Texas, and so that's when I met you. I just luckily was blessed to find a job at Howard Payne, which introduced me to Howard Payne, which was wonderful. Anyway, so there's a fun group of people. I like I liked watching y'all grow up, oh, so it's neat to see. Yes, <laughs> I got to yes. see you from being a burgeoning young student. adult. Yes. <laughs> Well, that's how Nancy Joe and then getting involved in the lyric. Mm -hmm. So tell us how many lyric productions do you estimate that you have been in? Okay. (laughs) I was thinking about that. I think it's eight, but I was looking at this list real quick. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Yes, eight. Eight and a half. No, eight. Eight and a half. How did we get to a half? (laughs) There was one we talked about. um, So in 2010, they did Annie, Mm -hmm. um, which... Okay, that might be, I don't know if you'll ask a question later. Annie has a special place in my heart yes. <laughs> from childhood. <laughs> but um, so I got a part in Annie, super excited. And so obviously, yeah, that was in the summer. But I found out I was pregnant, early pregnant. And my doctor just really didn't want me to do it. <laughs> and I was like, man, because I was, I was so excited to be a part, be in Annie. So anyway, that's one of mine. Oh, I wish I could have done it. Ended oh, up not doing awesome. it. I know. But so it was a great it was so much fun to watch. That's another one of my favorite things. So oh, yeah, it was a yes. great show. 
It's great being pregnant when you do a show because I was eight months pregnant when I did <laughs> Differently right. Hillbillies with you. My very first show was with you. And you looked so dang good in a bathing suit. Like it was like a sin how good you looked. Oh, goodness. Well, that was our costumer's magic at I work. Know. Hiding awesome. that baby. I can't, no one believed you were pregnant. It was amazing. Now, I do have a throwback question to okay. a time period in your life that we hinted at. Can you tell us what show first inspired you to become a thespian or explore musical theater? Okay, so do you mean like a show that I was in or does it matter? Well, I mean, it could have been the one that you were watching that you just went, that's it. Oh, yeah. That's okay, my side I totally hustle. have this. I want to do that. Yeah, that's really <laughs> it. Um, so really, too, um, when I was younger, every Christmas, we'd be at my Aunt Gladys's every December 25th on Christmas Day. And Sound of Music came on every Christmas. Yes. And that was just, I mean... That was just, that was it. I'd go in. I still have memories going in, lay on the bed. I was by myself by that time, very antisocial, <laughs> just during the show. Now, I loved, you know, visiting with everybody. But once that show came on, by golly, I was in that, that room. Was, you were in your zone. Yes, I was totally in my zone. And it's so funny. I still have memories, like my parents checking on me, aunts and uncles, just to make sure you're still okay. Oh, yeah, I'm in my zone, people. <laughs> Get out of my sound and music I will space. come out at intermission. <laughs> just exactly. talk horses. <laughs> but sound and music, oh, just love it. It's just a special show to me. I think my parents, I remember hearing a story and I need to get like more specific, but it was one of their earlier dates. It must've been a rerun back in a long time ago that day. Uh Sorry, no offense, mom and dad, not a long, (laughs) long time ago. But anyway, they went to the movie theater, had a, it was like a recurring or a reunion of the sound of music or something like anniversary, sorry, anniversary. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, so that's just a special movie, and I grew up Catholic, so it's like I kind of I understood, you know, where the whole movie was coming from. My mm-hmm. mom went to a Catholic school, and so, I don't know, there was just a big connection with Sound of Music. Loved, like, one of my favorites, or really, that's, if anybody asks my favorite movie, that's it. And um, then, when I was getting a little older, Annie, I just loved <sighs> Annie. I mean, the original, what I call the original oh, yeah. Annie with the big red curly hair, Annie. So that was just those two, especially Annie, I guess, especially there were so many kids. And so as a kid, when I'm watching it, yes. And oh my gosh, I just loved it, sang it all the time. And so that inspired me watching it. And then when I was in fourth grade, that was my first musical (gasps) and it was Sleeping Beauty. I don't even know what the character was. I was one of (laughs) Maleficent's mean old people. I don't, it was just, we don't even have a name. Oh my God. It was just ensemble. Had this small role, but there was like 10 of us. And I got to wear these big black fake um, nails. Oh, so that was like a big deal. Oh yeah. And all black and it was scary. And I didn't say a single word, but I got to pose and nobody can see what I'm doing. But it's amazing. (laughs) So that was like the first role I had, you know, huge role it was that it was wonderful. No, it really inspired me. And I was so in love with who they cast for the prince. I mean, mm. I could still see him. You know, he was in sixth grade. I was in fourth. I totally thought he noticed me. He, he did was it. But, out of your league. <laughs> I mean, he was. <laughs> anyway, that was so fun. So that was kind of my first. You know, that's awesome. So you are not the first <clears throat> lyric person whom I've heard say. I had one word or one yes. line or you know a, I was a tree in the background. Exactly. But that that was it. That yes. was the. That was the bait, and I it took was. it. It was, <laughs> and it was wonderful. But there's just something about it. It's almost addicting to like know that you're trying on a personality for the audience. So tell me, um, what did you identify with in Maleficent's evil hinge person okay. in fourth grade <laughs> that made you just go, this is it for me? Seriously, I was so into watching the prince and princess. I mean, really, I remember because there were so many scenes. Of course, you know, again, them being sixth graders, you know, the old the old people they were. And I was the young little fourth grader. But I just remember just 
their music though i mean sleeping beauty even as oh, yeah. kids musical it's really lovely and i i really honestly that's what sticks out and that you know that song that i know you Such i walk one. with you once yeah well what's funny is now my daughter is actually learning that piano piece right now oh, awesome. i know and she's a fourth grade oh i don't know i just feel like it's a little special thing coming it back like and i'm like circle. yes so i don't know there was just something about it i don't know it's just sweet and i just loved being a part of it and and you got to be like right there in a special place where the rest of the audience couldn't be exactly. to watch that magic unfold on stage. And it's true. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot said, which I've done before, being in the ensemble, not having any lines. I've even been behind and done lights. I mean, there's a lot to say about just enjoying the moment, getting to really watch everything unfold. Oh, man. Well, that's amazing because every time I think about, hey, maybe I could just do techno, Karen, you don't pay enough attention for that. (laughs) Somebody be shouting at me from the stage, lights. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So tell me, what was your favorite lyric production to be a part of? Okay. Do you have an all time favorite? Because, I mean, that's a tough question. It is very, gosh, that is very tough. I would definitely say I have two favorites. Okay. Again, I have to say the sound of music yes. <laughs> because it goes back just special. It just goes back to childhood. That was a big deal for me personally um, when I got that role. So that was in 08. I just came back to Brownwood from getting my master's and it was just, I didn't expect it either. I mean, I was so excited when it came, you know, the lyric was doing the sound of music and I thought, oh my gosh, my family is going to love it. I'm so excited to get to be a part of this. Mm. And that was my first lead role. Awesome. So that. Ever? Yes, Lee. I've done supporting, you know, some good supporting roles um, and a musical. So that again, so that was it was just such a big deal in so many ways. One, my first lead role, and it was in The Sound of Music that was, again, so special to me as a kid growing up. That's amazing. And I love the music. I mean, you just and again, with my family, I just love Rodgers and Hammerstein. So that's my top. And, And there's other reasons with that. I can go on to the cast was phenomenal and I don't know if that's going to be a question later oh, but no, no. <laughs> I could go on talking about some neat stories about some cast groups in the sound of music and so, so what was number two favorite production? okay I would think I'd just have to say my fair lady mm, because so awesome in that yeah, one that was I think it was so it was probably my most challenging and again that was my second lead that was after a couple mm. years after the sound of music so I thought okay you know they have faith in me that I can do this <laughs> you know <laughs> And I was really nervous about that accent. And Nancy Jo Humfeld, Dr. Humfeld, mm-hmm. she's awesome. And yes. she helped me break it down for my brain. Like, I literally need, I'm a visual. So I had to see it. You know, she mm-hmm. said, okay, this word is not, you know, how it is. She changed it up for me in her wonderful diction phonetics, you know, yes. that she teaches, IPA. So I needed that. So that helped so much. It was a challenge in a wonderful way. I loved having the two different voices. Um, I, the cat, again, that was another wonderful cast, another, um, wonderful group of people, chemistry. My first time to work with Matthew McNeese Mm. and it just, oh, just, I was just a great feeling. That was just another great show to be a part of. Okay, so those were two of your most favorite shows, but did your favorite role happen to also be in either of those shows? That's a good one. Yeah, it really is because, like I said, the sound of music, same thing. The role, Maria, just oh, yeah. to me, iconic for everything, you know, that yeah. I was raised around. And like I said, they were such a big deal and um, because of the cast. And I just have to tell some 
for Sound of Music, just some special part. So the nuns in the Sound of Music, mm-hmm. like they were awesome. Like I don't think they realized how awesome they were to me. <laughs> like <laughs> they were like my heroes. And I, again, I don't know if they knew that. <laughs> like tell them all. Can you remember who they were? I mean, I was thinking if I had the pictures in front of me, oh, I can rats. name some right now. But then I'm gonna forget somebody. I thought y'all don't be mad at me. But like off yes, off the top of my hand, Jessica Noble, which that's where I met her, and she's like the bomb.com. Yes, she's yes. kind of like. Um, the Kevin Bacon, you know, <laughs> you know that theory yes. where like is a Kevin six Bacon. Degrees, yes. yes. <laughs> six degree. That's Jessica Noble. If you don't know her, then you're six degrees separated from knowing her. And if you don't like her, then something's wrong with you. Exactly. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> and she's awesome. But anyway, so I got to meet her. Wonderful girl. Tori Choate. Yes. Another awesome. Um, Miranda Marsh. And she's not with us anymore in Brownwood, but yeah. we love her and we miss her. Yes. Another one that just Krista Johnson. Yes. That's right. I mean, there's so. Oh, Jill. Jill, right? Was yeah. it Jill? I'm like, I think so. Maybe. No, I'm like, oh, rats, like now I gotta go look at oh, pictures. Oh no, <laughs> Paul, delete that. <laughs> um, so many others, and okay, they were so fun. They just had their own fun group. This is how awesome they were. They made their own calendar. I even <laughs> bought one. Like it was so awesome. They took a picture of every month, and like for instance, there were nuns with guns, so they held up their muscles, <laughs> and then but in their nun costumes, they were awesome. I mean, really. That's very creative. I mean, I, I have the calendar still to Aww. this day. And even though it was like I was a nun, but I wasn't, I felt like, but they, like, it was like, they included me as an honorary nun. I just, it was almost like I was jealous, not in a bad way, in a good way, <laughs> because they were so, they just had this awesome ensemble and happiness about them. And they, to me, really just kept the show going. And, and of course, they sounded glorious with the harmonies. Oh, um, yes. But that calendar, I mean, if we could ever find, the, if people could find their calendars, that was just awesome. And they let me be in one of the pictures. It was, do I want to be a nun? And, you know, because <laughs> I was Maria, do I, you know, get married or do I be a, stay a nun or what am I going to do? Or, oh be, you know, become a nun? So that was a lot of fun. And one other group. I just have to add, in The Sound of Music, the kids, the people, the kids who played the kids, the kids who played the children, the Von Trapp children, were so amazing. It was like, I was, first time for me to be, um, I think in a show with, with a nice ensemble group of kids, variety of ages, obviously, you know, what, five to 16. Yes. Going on 17. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) But I'm bumped. No, that keep that. <laughs> and they were so, they were just amazing. My favorite scene with them was when we were on the bed. And in the movie, they, you know, in the rainstorm, they sing yes. my favorite things. Well, in the musical, in the actual, of course, this is the Broadway musical, it was the um, Lonely Goat Herd, which in the movie <laughs> is during the puppet show, yeah. you know. But either way, that was like the most fun. And we were laughing and it was true laughter. Like they just made it so fun. And it really felt like, you know, like I was their nanny teacher, which is what I was. I didn't, I just feel like I did not have to act with them. It was just, they were just so wonderful. I was just so impressed with that group of kids. And I've had a blast watching them grow up. In fact, Abby, who was Gretel now, oh my gosh, she 16, 17, she's somewhere in there. I just saw a gorgeous picture of her. Mm -hmm. Lovely girl who was just in nine to five with us too. Yeah. Anyway, just great. It's just oh, so hard to, like I said, narrow down favorites because there are just too many favorites, too many favorite groups of people as well. And you're also one of many who has said that all of your shows have great cast. Like you can it's hardly true. remember any drama. People get along. Oh, yeah, They're there for you. Wonderful. They're inclusive. Mm-hmm. And, and I love that about, I don't know if that's just unique to Brownwood or the lyric, or maybe we just all love each other and humanity <laughs> so much that it's not a problem. I think so. <laughs>
Okay, so let's move away from some lyric stuff because um, although in, in our little lyric circle, we have our legends like you and Matthew McNeese and several <laughs> other people, but not everybody who listens to Waxing Lyrically might know information about you or might know things about you. So let's just personalize you a little bit there. Okay. So tell me, what is something you're dying for us to know about you, Jennifer <laughs> Reeves? Um, when I was a kid, I auditioned for the Mickey Mouse Club from the Disney really? Channel. Yeah, two different times. Oh, and they didn't pick you? I know, right? What was wrong with them? <laughs> <laughs> because I was not as confident as a child. And yeah, I just didn't have, I mean, I wanted, I loved it so much, mm -hmm. but everything takes a while. And I try to tell my students that too, you know, it's like the more you do it, that's why I want students and everyone who's listening and you know, if you've never done any kind of show, you got to start somewhere. You got to start somewhere yeah, and yeah. you can't be afraid. That's right. So I still remember those auditions and I remember what I should have done, but that's okay because it was not meant to be, but it was a great experience. So, and now you get to share that with us. I, know. I didn't even know that about you. That's so cool. <laughs> so weird. Yeah. I've got all kinds of crazy oh audition stories. <laughs> so just because you are one of the lyric legends, tell us what is something people seem to assume about you and you just want to break that, <laughs> break that myth. Um, well, first of all, I think, um, I'm really lucky and I'm blessed to have been in a lot of lyric shows and to play some wonderful leads and in the ensemble too. I mean, I've been in all of, in all aspects of the lyric and really if it, and I've said this before, if it wasn't community theater, I'm really not a lead. I'm a character actress, which mm -hmm. of course a lot of my, what I have done at the lyric are character actresses. So I know I'm very lucky. Um, I'm a nerd when it comes to auditions and I mean I've been auditioning for a long time and I have been in a lot of shows before we moved to Brownwood and you know I actually pursued this professionally for a while so I really am a nerd when it comes to all this <laughs> and I'm one of those that I really loved auditioning and that's why I like it too with their lyric and I get excited about when I'm a lead it's not because oh my gosh I'm a lead and I get to be in the spotlight I love researching everything about it so even before an audition I'm researching the entire show I'm reading all about it I'm studying every character I want to know about everybody's songs and that's it's just like oh I just want to eat it up it's just exciting to me even if I'm not going to audition every time there is a new <laughs> oh my gosh I'm such a nerd when the lyric comes out with the season and I just get so excited and if there's a show I don't know you know I'm looking even if I know I'm not gonna you know audition you for it I just oh my it. gosh I just want to find all about it so I like really take it seriously where I, I mean, I really love it. I'm, I really love being back there and just soaking everything up of the character and figuring out the character. And whenever I have the audition, even though, again, I think some people might take advantage of, you know, it's community theater and it's true, but I mean, I take it seriously. Like I prepare for the audition. I would still wear an outfit that how I would wear for another audition. Like I'm not going to go to an audition with t-shirt and shorts you know I'm gonna <laughs> wear whatever you know I want to wear this the characters that I'm leaning towards what yeah. I want to be or whatever um so I don't know helps I, you get into that space it, it does yeah and it just helps you just really picture it and have it in your head but also even though I have been in several shows but obviously nothing compared to you've probably been maybe as many if not more oh there's like many five, I think it was okay five. but there's <laughs> many of y'all too who and I don't know stop me if it's not you but um have been in a lot of shows back to back I'm one I actually need a break in between so um but here's my thing it's kind of like when I read a book I'm totally different than my mom where she could finish a book in the next day like start one my daughter too like I need to like detox like in a good way like decompress, I need to, like, decompress. Yes, thank debrief, you that's the like, better categorize where everything goes yes like yes. I need to still the same with the, the lyric roles I still need to be singing those songs yes. I still need to be soaking <laughs> it in I still need to sleep in because I can <laughs> you know <Yeah. laughs> so 
it's like <clears throat> there's some things like that like I get into it so much like you know my whole <laughs> being that I just need a break because I just soak it in so much and I just need to, need to still keep it in me just a little longer <laughs> I did so. shows back to back yes um once yeah I'm not sure I'll ever do it again I know it's... Val is a trooper she did oh, like yeah. a whole year a whole year back to back to back that and girl yikes wow that's amazing <laughs> it is. but yeah like you i value sleeping in yes especially with children now <laughs> have it yes. yeah and so do you ever find that once the show is over you're kind of like what do i do with my evenings i know well i always say and i think most of us really at the lyric do it's bittersweet yes i mean it totally is like i soak in so we've got what two weekends of the show right and we've worked our tails off for what two and a half months mm-hmm. and you know it is so sad because you've lived and breathed these characters. You know everything. You've lived and breathed these people. Yeah. You know, we become a family within a family within a family, you mm-hmm. know. And you don't want to let that go. It's, it's, it's again, it's it's just the weirdest feeling. But at the same time, you're exhausted. Yes. <laughs> so you're okay to let it go. <laughs> yeah. But, it, you know, again, that's why I say it is so bittersweet to end a show. And that last, this is almost like a superstition thing that I do every Every one of my last shows is, um, it's like I try to go every moment. It's almost like, I guess at your wedding, they always say to like soak in every moment, you know? So every moment, my last, you know, break a leg to so-and-so. My last, you know, when I'm standing here getting ready, I'm watching the scene in front of me and I'm really soaking in. This is my last time to see them on the sides, you know, perform. And so I really... Again, such a nerd on that. Just try to soak everything in before but the that last. That's good. That means those memories are cemented in. You have valued everything. That's something that people like me who are just like, hey, moving on to the next next new <laughs> awesome thing need to learn from people like you who do know how to sit back and decompress. Because usually once the show's over, I'm like, hey, it's Monday night. Who wants to hang out? Because I haven't seen you in like 48 hours. Right. <laughs> 24 hours. Yes. <laughs> and nobody wants to see me. <laughs> they're all at home sleeping yes and it's funny I think I've changed a lot too as I've gotten older I don't know I totally would call myself an extrovert like all the way high school and college and I've noticed as I've gotten older I'm like oh this is what it's like to be introvert you want to be by yourself or just I just again I just need some quiet not that we get quiet with children no, but no, no, no. but okay. at least we're at home whereas I used to be like where are we gonna go what are we gonna do next we you know this is that what you know anything we've learned to value yes, the slowing down. I guess that's it and, you know, now that I think back, I started thinking, you know what? When I was in Austin, I did do shows closer together. So, again, I was in a different stage. Yeah. You know, I wasn't married, didn't have kids, and you yeah. just could do it. <laughs> and, and that's okay. You also were, we were younger and had more energy. It's true. That's true, <laughs> That too. makes a big difference. <laughs> Huge. <laughs> so, we've talked about a lot of fun positives about you and about the lyric and great memories. Can you describe for us your most difficult production to be a part of or your, or your most difficult role? Maybe it was a hard character to get into or it was just emotions that you hadn't really tapped into as a singer actress yet okay well I have one but it's not from a musical oh, okay. <laughs> can okay. I share sure sure so it was Granny and Beverly Hillbillies okay I think because that was a straight play and I had not done a straight play at that point in years okay because I love musicals so much and I just kind of kept falling into musicals and I was like, this is my happy place you know it's mm-hmm. all I need and that was so much more difficult than I thought. And the whole time. Now, I loved it. Don't oh, get me wrong. Phenomenal. It was great. <laughs> and a, another, again, great chemistry, man, with everybody. Everybody was incredible, really. But the accent, it's so <laughs> funny. You would think, you know, I'm a Southeast Texas girl with my eyes and my nights, that it wouldn't be too hard. But um, it was more, you know, it was more than the accent. It was the language, which I happen to have the script <laughs> right here. And I was looking at it. I mean, I still remember. Do you remember this? I, I had the script 
on the sides mm-hmm. every show. Yeah, and you like, like to the end. Yes, I've never done that to this point. <laughs> it was not that I was. I mean, I felt confident that I knew my lines, but yet I didn't feel confident <laughs> that I knew my lines. Because you know, you don't speak. That it way. don't. I mean, it really. It was like a different. Again, I said accent, but it was a different language. It was. I mean, it really. It wasn't. Wasn't quite English, and so man, it I just had. It, it wasn't. <laughs> she did not speak English. It wasn't my English. And I feel like gra- every other line that Granny had was a one-liner. And oh my they gosh! They were coming so fast that you had to see the show two or three times yes, to pick up. You did. Everybody's one-liners. Yes, it's true. I mean, I was still picking them up. You know, yeah. <laughs> picking them up from other people. Um, that again, that was my toughest one, and that was an unexpected show. Um, Larry actually called me and, and mentioned, say, hey, you know, you should think about auditioning and, you know, I could see you um, possibly playing Granny. Give it a try. And and my first thought was um, I really didn't. I mean, I remember seeing reruns as a kid. and mm-hmm. But, you know, as a kid, I'm thinking, oh, she's way old. And he said, well, no, actually, that that um, actress was younger. Okay. You know, then I think she's what she's supposed to be 80. I think she was actually 60. Okay. Now, when he said that, I didn't know if I took that as a good compliment. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm not 60. <laughs> but <makeup> whatever. <laughs> oh, that makeup story. That's a whole nother. That's a funny story, too. Another show. Yes. Another another podcast. But anyway, um, that was a much harder role that I anticipated. Mm-hmm. But a blast. Oh, a blast. Yeah. Well, and Granny doesn't sing anything. Right. And I assume that if she did, if her character did have a song, it would be rather cacophonous. It probably, <laughs> it probably would, but it'd probably be a blast, oh right? Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> can you do Granny for us real fast? I can. Okay. So Granny, this is one of, one of my favorites. Like I said, this is one of my harder lines. Let's see. Doggone, I don't feel like fishing or figuring anymore. That boy's girl crazy, and it's you that I'll reap the harvest when the seeds of temptation is trampled by the little foxes. Because as the rod is spared, so is the twig bent. And them that dances has got to pay for casting the first stone. <laughs> all the mixed metaphors. All of them. <laughs> that was the hardest, by the way, paragraph to memorize. I can't by the way. imagine why. I literally recorded it and would listen to it on the way driving all the time. Oh, my goodness. Tell us about Bonnie and Anything Goes. Mooney, where's Reno Sweeney? Yes, that one. (laughs) That was amazing. That was fun. What was your accent for um, Dorley? Nine to five. Yes. Yes. Okay. So that was just another Texas country, not Texas, I guess, country, whatever, mix. Um, And I swear, if you say one more thing about me. I'm going to take this gun of mine and I'm going to turn you from a rooster to a hen in one shot. Yes. Yes. That's a power woman line. Love it. Okay. Who else? Eliza for my fair lady. Yes. Let's hear Eliza. Oh, look where you're going, dearie. Look where you're going. I love it. I love it. That was a good one. That was a fun show. What else? Do you have any other ones? Um, of course, and then Eliza turned proper. Oh, so that yes, was always nice. And her Eliza. her awkward proper when she first went to the races. How do you do? Because <laughs> she had to do it very slowly yes. <laughs> to get it figured out. Um, Oliver, that was similar to Eliza, and um, sound of music was just a you know more sophisticated or that was probably closer to me too. I think yeah. My voice. She didn't have too much. But of again, any... without the country accent. Without <laughs> the country accent. Yeah. Yay. Okay. Those are awesome. I love it. I just love your talent for getting so far into a character that you can mimic their voice almost precisely. 
So we've hinted around this a little bit, but how has being part of the lyric community, the family, mm-hmm. there's because you get a new family with each show True. that you do. Mm-hmm. How has that really changed the way that you view your fellow humankind? Well, the lyric is special. And again, I'm, I'm like you. I'm like, is this just the lyric in Brownwood? <laughs> or is this every community theater? I think it's just the lyric in Brownwood. And you need to come see every lyric show that you can, people. Uh, yes. yes. <laughs> um, really, because... We say it, and it is like a family, but I love how, this is my favorite, I always say this, of course I love being in a musical or a play or on the stage, but the only thing I don't like about being in a musical is that I can't watch it. Like my favorite part of not being in a show is when I get to go see (laughs) the shows. I mean, I truly love them. And this to me is what's so special about the lyric because I've been in several and again, gotten to be with um, a lot of the same cast. You know, you see Mm -hmm. again a lot, you see them again and you always meet new people, you know, there's always, which is wonderful. So, you know, we've got like this, what huge handful of lyric family, you know, that we, each person knows individually that they've right performed with. Oh Yeah. So whenever I go to see a lyric show, really, that is my favorite part because I know so many people. Yeah. And that, I'm, I'm telling you, that is more exciting to me to go watch a lyric show, to see these people I know because I know them off the stage mm-hmm. and on. Yeah. And I mean, I'm dying and cracking up laughing, you know, tears. And I, every show I think people are like, <laughs> I heard you laughing. I'm like, you're so, <laughs> I mean, that is just my favorite part is get to watch these people that, like I said, either I've acted with or I've seen. And there's several people, obviously tons that I have not even got to act with yet, but man, I've seen them and I've seen them grow and change. It is just, just a blast. And I could go watch a lyric show over go- going to watch Broadway. I'm just saying, people. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've watched a Broadway show, and yeah. they're awesome. There's no doubt, but they've got the money behind it. Yeah. I mean, there is no doubt, but there's just something special about going to a Brownwood Lyric. They have Hugh Jackman, I mean, but they don't have Ben Cox. It's true. <laughs> I mean, they don't. There's so many, you know, big names that we have in Brownwood, people. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> our, our, our lyric legends. Yes, it's true. <laughs> it is true. If you were persuading someone to participate in their very first lyric production, whether they got a lead role or they were a um, wicked minion without a line in the background, <laughs> what would you tell them? Okay, and I've done this a lot. Mm-hmm. I I love telling people to do it. Or if we have an audition and during the audition I'm meeting somebody new and, you know, I'm egging them on. It's just, again, it's just a positive experience. There's just, like you said, there's no drama with the drama. <laughs> just oh the irony I mean I know (laughs) there's just it's such a positive atmosphere and again what I love about either being in it or watching but especially being Mm -hmm. I love to make people happy and that's what we're doing on that stage because we're making the magic happen oh yeah and so it's like this huge teamwork of people whether you're bringing these one sock on right at this exact moment you Mm -hmm. know (laughs) is the magical sock that it's got to happen at that exact time there's just something special about that and like I said at the lyric and in other places I've been I've been an ensemble part and I've been a lead and it doesn't matter there's just something special and there's one little story if there's time which I think to me is is special to me about kind of the lyric and the experience of the lyric um so in 2008, when I was in The Sound of Music, so again, that was my first lead, very exciting, very special. Okay, a little eighth grade girl named Meredith Underwood, oh, she, <laughs> she was in the show, had a very small role, and I, I can't remember, I think it was the maid role, which I believe she had one line, and she backstage helped me change into my wedding dress. It was a super fast scene. And that was really my first time. I mean, I knew her parents, obviously, but my first time to be around her. And 
I was just so impressed with this eighth grade girl. Mm -hmm. She was the only one helping me with this wedding dress, a super fast scene. And she did it wonderfully. And I just remember just being so proud that, you know, we're all working together in the moment. Then I became her private voice teacher. So that was cool to get to be with her. Yes. And watch her grow. And she totally grew in confidence and she already had a, you know, a lovely voice. And obviously it just, just became better and better. And then I think it was five years later. Yeah, I think that was right. 2013 Mm -hmm. um, was uh, The Wizard of Oz. Yes. And she was Dorothy, Mm -hmm. obviously the main character, right? She was wonderful. Okay, so I was an ensemble member during that show. So I had tons of different smaller roles, a lot of dance numbers, right? We also, obviously, when we didn't, you know, weren't on stage, we needed to help. Well, I had the huge important part to, I had to hide in a certain, you know, way. And I had to, I put on her red ruby slippers so I just felt like to me I just love that story I don't even think I've ever told her this but it's like special to me because I felt like it was a full circle thing oh, yeah totally so she helped me and it was just like I said as a little eighth grade girl and I had complete confidence in her helping me on this fastest scene change ever <laughs> and then I just felt like the least I can do is by golly I gotta get these red slippers on and they because this was pivotal and it was a time you know it was the smallest amount of time and those red slippers because you know that's when it was like click click and we had something in front and anyway so I just always felt like that was really neat that I felt like I gave back to her from her helping me so I just feel like that little story I hope inspires people to be a part of the lyric and just know every show is going to be a different experience for you but I feel like again it's full circle you'll get to perform with other people that maybe you helped and then they get to help you and it's just a constant and um, every part it is, is important, it no matter is yes how big or how in front of the scenes or behind the scenes we couldn't go on stage without our costumers right it's true no I mean there's so much no and, one would see us without our light text oh my gosh <laughs> like Lori Arp she's amazing mm-hmm. costumer okay another quick sound of music <laughs> <laughs> another super fast scene change of the sound of music and um I had three people it was Lori Arp and two others and I can't remember offhand but I'll never forget and I felt so bad so I'm pulling my knees up real fast she's helping me and I my <gasps> knee came, I know hit her in the jaw I felt I'm just like oh my gosh mortified she's like oh my god and she's like it's okay go because she knew I had to go and then you know it's just something but that's what we do and I just of course felt awful and I because we're hurrying you know but bless her heart I mean she's amazing and just like everybody that's what we do (laughs) we get hurt for each other you know (laughs) I'll take a knee to the (laughs) The show must go on (laughs) and now ladies and gentlemen here Eric Yes, the show must go on indeed. We're looking forward to Get Smart coming up November the 6th, 7th, and 8th, and we hope that you get your tickets ahead of time. You can get your tickets at brownwoodlyrictheater.com. There's a ticket tab right at the top of that. You can go and look at all the available things that we have for ticket purchase, and we encourage you to do just that. It's going to be a great show, and we're looking forward to opening once again. Now, here's a special reading from our announcer, Kurt Schneider, on the beauty of community theater. In a dusty hall in Roosevelt Park, with the rain bucketing down outside, a creaky stage cradled the passion of community theater in the 2019 one-act play festival put on by the Franklin Players. There's a good chance that I was the only person in the room who wasn't connected to an actor in some way. 
I was just a weirdo who considers it a fun night to go and look for new theater experiences around town. I took my seat, program in hand, not sure at all what to expect. As I started to talk with some of the people huddled around that table, I started to learn a bit more about what community theater is all about. From what I can gather, the essence is that those of us who love being on stage at school but wouldn't or couldn't take it on as a professional career have an itch to scratch. Community theater provides the space to perform amateur productions on the side of their normal day-to-day -day lives. As I watched the plays, it was clear that these plays didn't take themselves too seriously. Various hiccups ensued, and some of the writing, directing, and acting choices left a little to be desired. This definitely wasn't a holding pen for people trying to break into the professional scene. However, that was never the point. Amidst the awkwardness of amateur theater, I saw people expressing creativity in a way that really made them feel alive. Actors really enjoyed themselves. For a moment, they could put aside the real world and become whomever they wanted to be. They could rediscover the magic of the stage. Accountants, lawyers, teachers, engineers could become artists, if only for a night. In the audience, friends and family offered enthusiastic support. Laughing at the driest of jokes, applauding at the end of every scene, no matter how short, and giving as much energy as possible back to their loved ones on stage. The mood of the room was one of joy. I watched as a group of girls delivered a giant bouquet of flowers to their friend when she came out after her play. As the group enveloped her and shrieked in appreciation, her smile was wider than her face. I watched as a woman leapt into her boyfriend's arms after his portrayal of a stern villain, smearing lipstick all over his face in her excitement. I watched a grandfather declaring an inevitable Tony Award for the play performed by his granddaughter without even a whiff of sarcasm on his tongue. The room was jubilant. In those moments, I discovered what community theater is all about. For a night, a community of people can come together and share positive energy with each other, without judgment, without criticism, without cynicism, and all can forget about the world for a bit. It's simply marvelous. Thanks for listening to Waxing Lyrically, sponsored by the one and only Teddy's Brewhouse in downtown Brownwood. If you found value in the show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes, or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. This is your announcer, Kurt Schneider, inviting you to increase your culture with the lively arts. See you next time.